Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is Sharp Money. We got here. It's Friday, presented by DraftKings. We welcome you in. VSIN, the sports betting network. I'm Patrick Maher, live from Los Angeles. Hope you're having a nice week, and we're about to get to it. Divisional round weekend coming up tomorrow with the two games, of course, kicking off with Houston. At Baltimore, nine and a half is the number. Nine and a half is the number later in the evening, of course, in San Francisco with Green Bay in town. Then we'll get to Tampa Bay going to Detroit. And then the nightcap, can't wait for it, Kansas City in Buffalo. Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. We welcome in the boys live downtown Las Vegas there at the D Bar Canada. Fellas, how are we feeling on this Friday, Amal? Not particularly great. I thought maybe Stanford would actually show up for the game last night. They failed to do so. I'll tell you right now, Patrick, I'm so desperate. Going money line parlay this weekend on the favorites. I don't even know. I don't think if you like San Francisco, you like Detroit, and you like uh, Baltimore, you probably got a loser because I'm on them. <laughs> Listen. While the Cardinal may have let you down, all that matters is these four matchups this weekend. So let's have a little fun. Sounds like they're having a little fun at the D. It, it appears a young lady got up early and decided to get crunk. Dustin Sweetelson in the background there. Is that Sigma Derby yeah. or just somebody getting loose? Sigma Derby's getting wild, but uh, Amal pulling the uh, the move out of the Le'Veon Bell playbook. Did you guys see Le'Veon Bell on Twitter? What happened the other day? No. Negative. He, he saw Kyrie in the run Kyrie was on recently, and he tweeted... Uh, I could place a bet right now and end all this S, meaning he's a horrible better. Every time he bets on something, something bad happens. He looks, he says, the Mavericks play tomorrow. Now just watch. I'm prove it to the world and I can slow down Kyrie. I'm betting the over. I don't care what the number is. And apparently... Uh, he was right. He bet on the over and the under hit on Kyrie Irving. <laughs> well, that's it. Well, first off, Kyrie, welcome to the party. I'd like to introduce you to our new and improved website, Vison.com, <laughs> if you'd like to get involved. Also, for Kyrie, DraftKings is running a no, special Le'Veon, right now. Le'Veon. Oh, Le'Veon Bell? Okay. Yeah. Well, he's not a good gambler because he sat out a year and then made less money <laughs> the rest of his career. However, DraftKings has got you hooked up, Le'Veon, because you can go five for oh. 200 just using that promo code Vegas. And then remember, Le'Veon, this is important. If you're already on DraftKings every day, a same game parlay for everybody. DraftKings, <laughs> the crown is Le'Veon's. If the games are one-sided this weekend, how about booking Le'Veon myself? We can have a segment, the fade segment right now. 
<laughs> okay, we can do. I, you know what? Um, what is it? Palm versus the Prince. Yeah. Uh, the Prince versus Le'Veon. Well, that's coming up next week here on Sharp Money. Uh, we've got you covered. Picks, trends, angles, weather, everything you need to know about these divisional round matchups coming up. Of course, the big guys got uh, a lot of trends as far as those one seeds coming off the bye, which we'll get to. We are going to go directly to Detroit. Ben Raven's going to join. We like to do this before these big games go directly to the source and those on the beat cover the source better than anybody so we'll go to Detroit today uh, we're going to go to Buffalo today with Jeremy White we're going to go to the Bay Santa Clara aka San Francisco Josh Dubow is going to join and then Samich aka Mike Samich Love is going to join and we'll run the board as far as the NFL is concerned for the divisional weekend as we get it going and a couple of things uh, just to get started boys uh, a great idea right before you know about an hour ago Dustin sent over a great idea I want to get into uh, just at the top but quickly on the head coaches because that just seems to be news that is absolutely swallowing the NFL news cycle right now so we should discuss one it looks like a a formality at this point with Bill Belichick in Atlanta my assumption is now it just comes down to how much control he's going to get Uh, but tomorrow he's going to meet with the Falcons team brass already met with the owner Arthur Blank it looks like again a formality at this point Amal Belichick's going to be there with the Falcons yeah you know what I think Arthur Blank wanted to make a splash and you bring the biggest name available in coaching circles right now Bill Belichick I don't know where you guys come out on this one I'm not loving the fit I just think City-wise, team-wise, team personality, younger talent. Is he going to be able to relate to these guys as well? I think when you look at the coaching tree that Belichick kind of had, Bill O'Brien, Romeo Cornell, um, some of these other guys, Brian Dayball that have worked under him, Matt Patricia, they all have this exterior where they try and show that they're hard edge and all this nonsense, and it hasn't played well anywhere. And I don't think in Atlanta where you want to actually bring people in, yes, it might sell a few seats early on unless you're losing. Um, I'm just not sure. I think somebody with a little bit of energy and a little bit of passion would have been good for that fan base because I'll tell you right now, when you look at uh, Arthur Smith, he was there. He wasn't exactly Mr. Congeniality himself. No, he started to spiral. Totally agree. The pressure got to him, which is not a sign of a good leader. And to your point about the coaching tree, if I were going off a tree right now, outside of Ben Johnson, I'd look at the Shanahan and then a derivative would be the McVeigh tree. Of course, LaFleur, Shanahan, McVeigh. You've got O'Connell in Minnesota, Shanahan, McVeigh, a Slowick, Shanahan, McVeigh. Like there's a lot to connect to the Shanahan's a big guy. But of course, we know it looks like it's going to be Belichick. Look, over at DraftKings, the favorite to end up with the Chargers here in Los Angeles is, of course, Harbaugh. That one feels legit. A rumor out today that Antonio Pierce's agent was right next to you guys there in Henderson at the facility for the Raiders. I think Antonio Pierce is going to get the gig. Of course, he's got the player support. Anything else on the head coaching front before we dive into these matchups, big guy? Well, uh, I would say there's one positive to Bill Belichick. And no, it's not that he's going to bring Matt Patricia, Josh McDaniels, and Joe Judge with him. It's, it's like watching uh, the Leonard Skidder in concert now. Like You think it's who you're seeing, but it's not really the same people they were 30, 40 years ago. In fact, some of those people actually died. Um, but there's someone who could be coming on tour to Atlanta with the Belichick crew. Oof. Did you see this quote from Kirk Cousins? No, I did not. Kirk Cousins on Bill Belichick. Edified. 
I'm not going to turn down an opportunity to play with a future Hall of Fame coach, but we'll see where March uh, leads. And then on Bill Belichick in general, you know, he's usually going to break the mold and do something different, and that's probably what has made him a great coach. So... If I told you you were getting Bill Belichick, but Kirk Cousins was coming with him, would that make it better? For me, yes. We discuss, yeah, we discussed it yesterday. Yeah. I, I, Dustin, I'm, all, I, I, I'm sorry, but I think with a steady hand like that and somebody and you, Dustin, you've talked about it a lot. You had an MVP on Cousins. Cousins was freaking balling. Awesome. Cousins is really in a groove right now where if with that talent at Atlanta, I, I think it would be a great match. I think he does want to stay in Minnesota. This is a little yeah. leverage from the cousin camp. Yeah, I agree. 35 years old, though, really wants to get that ring. It's the last thing left. He's also been quoted this offseason. Kirk Cousins is saying he would take a discount because obviously he's made so much money. Making money is not a priority. That guy wants to win. And if you watch that quarterback show on Netflix, he is the most genuine, down to earth, just pure Midwest feel good guy. He's very easy to root for. Would you would you guys make the move if you were him compared to what you have in Minnesota right now? I'd stick around in Minnesota. Jefferson, O'Connell, I think yeah. there's something good I there. Agree. I think he's got another three years. He takes care of himself, Cousins. Yeah. Listen, the bottom line is if you're on the side of the expressway and you have a flat tire, Cousins <laughs> is stopping to help. Yeah, yeah, okay? yeah. He's doing all the work. He's telling you to sit back. Just make sure no cars are coming. He is going to help you. He's a good dude. Uh, Again, so we'll continue to follow along. I'm trying to think. Carolina, that's the one. Look, Ben Johnson's going to. I've been in front of this. I told you last week, I think Belichick to Atlanta's a done deal. We were ahead of that. I think Harbaugh's leaving Michigan. We'll see if it's leverage or obviously the Chargers. And I can tell you right now, Ben Johnson is going to be the next coach of the commanders. Right now, he's coaching, of course the offense there for the Lions and all, but that seems to be the fit. He's going to end up Ben Johnson with the commanders. That's my opinion. Yeah, by the way, what's really interesting to me is the longer the Lions are in the postseason, I feel like it's going to be a longer session in terms of teams before they hire their new coach, because I think Ben Johnson is probably the first or second domino that needs to fall before everything else falls into place. You mentioned it yesterday. You thought he'd go to the commanders. My feeling was he might look at Carolina because he went to school at UNC. He's from Asheville, so we'll see if he decides he wants to go back home. But the commanders make a ton of sense. Josh Harris is going to want to make a splash. You've got a great trio of receivers already. You're going to have an opportunity to draft high. Number two, I think we said in the draft, correct? So you could take potentially Drake May, um, Jaden Daniels, whomever you like. And based on what we've seen him do with Jared Goff, the other three guys, I don't know about Drake May, but I feel like Daniels and Williams definitely have a higher ceiling than Jared Goff. So could have immediate success if he goes to the nation's capital. Here's what I do know. Ben Johnson is not going to be paid like a first-time head coach when he didn't take a job last year and took a raise to stay with the lions leverage kids remember the word leverage 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 he is levy on remember before your contest against them all you should go back in time and sign the contract with the Steelers okay we we have an interesting progression we're gonna have some fun with Dan Campbell today kind of the glow up of the Lions head coach speaking of Dan Campbell excuse me Ben Johnson we're gonna play you his opening presser and then play what he said this week about taking on the Bucks. I think it's fascinating a couple other things and then we're gonna come back with who has the most pressure I, I just can't get enough 
of these quarterback matchups. Houston, Baltimore, Offensive Rookie of the Year, MVP, two guys that were doubted and underdrafted in Stroud and Jackson. Of course, minority angle. It's a wonderful angle as well. Grant, uh, Green Bay and San Francisco slept on and doubted with the two quarterbacks. Tampa Bay and Detroit, you have a redemption story. Mayfield and Goff, as Amal just mentioned. And then Kansas City, Buffalo, two blue chippers, potential Hall of Famers. I think the quarterback angle is fascinating coming into this weekend. And quickly, going to break, we'll give you the updated numbers and come back and ask you this question. Of the eight teams, like we did with the quarterbacks yesterday, who has the most pressure going into the divisional round? Okay, Houston, Baltimore, nine and a half at DraftKings, 43 and a half on the number with Baltimore laying it. I have plenty to say about that matchup. Green Bay, San Francisco, nine and a half, 50 and a half on the total. San Francisco laying it. Tampa Bay, Detroit. We've come off the seven at DraftKings. It's down to six and a half. A dubious from my account. We'll get into it. 49 on the total. The only game in a dome, of course, unaffected by the weather. Kansas City, Buffalo, mostly two and a halfs in the market, though we just went from two and a half, 110 at DraftKings to two and a half, 120. That means DraftKings right now more prone to go to three than back down to two. When we return, pressure on the eight. Who's got the most sharp money? There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. 
Five bucks, 200 bucks, the Le'Veon special at DraftKings. Promo code Vegas. New customers download the DraftKings app at five bucks, get $200 instantly in bonus bets every day. Everybody, a no sweat, same game parlay. DraftKings, the crown is yours. Okay, quickly, just want to report, we scooped, Sharp Money scooped Adam Schefter. Looks like the Raiders are working to finalize a deal and hire Antonio Pierce as their head coach. So we'll have more on that to come. But right now, we are going to welcome in Ben Raven, MLive.com, Detroit Lions beat writer. You can find Ben on Twitter, at Benjamin S. Raven. And as we welcome in Ben, first off, Ben, thank you very much for joining. Appreciate it. Right now, Tampa Bay, Detroit, 6.5, 49 on the total. And full disclosure, Ben, I'm born and raised in Michigan. So let's paint the picture here. Jamison Williams said, the fans done made us feel like we done already won the Super Bowl. It's almost impossible, Ben, to explain to a national audience just what that win over the Rams meant last week. No, it really is, because some of my other friends scattered across other teams and beats in the leagues, and I'm like, man, that team is celebrating a division title, celebrating a playoff win, like they just won the Super Bowl. And I'm like, you know what? Because they have no idea what this feels like, the division title, the first in 30 years, the home playoff game, the first in 30 years, the playoff win, the first in 32 years. I mean, it's so I, – I, I will never forget that experience in the win over the Rams – for the rest of my life, the crowd from an hour before kickoff to an hour after kickoff, there was a buzz. I mean, an audible buzz. I mean, it's been the craziest week and a half span of my life. Cause I mean, I started on this beat when Matt Patricia was the head coach. So I've gone from the darkest of times and the most media hating of times from inside of an organization to this success and just the, the gems that Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes are to cover. So it, it's a, it's a whole new world. It's a whole new job. And it's just uh, what a ride, man. It's, it's serious. I'm a lifelong Michigander too. So I know what this means. I know what this means to my friends. I know what this means to my family. I know what this means to everybody around me. And it's uh, it's very hard to explain and put into words, but special. Great answer. Ben, I was going to clown you and Patrick on the win and the celebration, but then you mentioned you had to cover Matt Patricia, that motivational speaker, so I do apologize for that. But we were talking about pressure on coaches. How much pressure? I know they got the huge win last weekend. Is there on Dan Campbell with the way things shake out in this postseason, hosting Tampa, and then possibly hosting the NFC Championship game? You know, there's internal pressure, but I I don't think there's – a ton of outside pressure from this fan base because, I mean, him winning a playoff game, him winning the division already makes him up there with the greatest coaches in this franchise's history three years in. I mean, I think the thing that gets lost in all of this is how ahead of schedule this team is. I mean, this was a torn down, depleted roster after they traded Matthew Stafford for a broken down Jared Goff that the Rams didn't want and a bunch of picks and here they are after two tough years, the great finish last year, to have 12 wins matches a franchise record, I mean that there's pressure, but I think the pressure that they might feel from the outside looking in is because it is the Bucks. you know, this is an opponent that they beat by two touchdowns on the road earlier this season, so I think while it would be disappointing to lose to the box and disappointing to end the season like that at home against the team you already beat this year, the pressure's off. You know, the, the pressure, the real pressure starts next year when this team is supposed to start looking like a perennial contender. 
Ben Raven, MLive.com. Make sure you check out MLive. It's a tremendous writing. Benjamin S. Raven on Twitter. Let's talk about the matchup. And from a betting perspective, look, you talked about it was almost like a workmanlike 20 to 6 win down in Tampa in October. But let's be fair, Ben. Th- this should be a win for the Lions. They can make the Bucks one dimensional. Lions have a great run defense, and the Bucks can't run the football. So, like, that's a recipe if you're the Lions. This should be a comfortable win but it's the postseason. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I think the Lions have proven over the last month, you know, two matchups with Jefferson, a matchup with CeeDee Lamb, and even last week with Puka, that they are really embracing this bend, but don't break defense. I mean, they have been shredded by star receivers over the last month, but here they are winning playoff games, going 3-1 and one down the stretch or whatever it was. And, you know, last week I think they showed, like, that red zone defense, that run defense that you mentioned, and Tampa's inability to run the ball, I mean, they're going to need the big shots with Mike Evans downfield. They're going to need Trey Palmer going off, or it's going to be a pretty similar game to last time. And the one thing people are overlooking is that the Lions offense, you know, Jared Goff threw the ball around back in week six, week six against this team, but no Jameer Gibbs for that first meeting. And David Montgomery, I think, got hurt after something like four or five or six carries. So, like, they were, they did, and that was Jameson Williams' his first game back. So they were without some horses. They were breaking a wide receiver in, like, the Lions offense has gotten a lot better since that day, too, especially with the health returning. But, yeah, this uh, this this should be a Lions win. I mean, I think the Bucks will have a little more success on offense this time around, probably punch it in at least once this time. But, yeah, I, I, I kind of expect the Lions to control this game from the start because, like you said, I mean, there's there's no reason in my mind that the Bucks would be able to run the ball on this defense because that's the one part of Aaron Glenn's group that's been consistent. And consistently better every step of the way is that run defense, specifically against running backs. Mobile quarterbacks is a different question, but run defense against running backs, I mean, they, they have the real ability to make Tampa as one-dimensional as possible from the get in this one. Ben, you and Patrick both mentioned it. Just 46 yards rushing for the Buccaneers in that first matchup. Let's go to the other side of the ball. It appears on paper, Ben, that the Lions have a decided advantage in the passing game against the Tampa pass defense. Do you expect Jared Goff and Amon Ross St. Brown, Sam Laporta's total is three and a half catches this week, to really be able to dominate from an offensive standpoint through the air? Yeah, I, re- I really do, because the connection that St. Brown and Goff have is pretty special. It, it really is, and I think the national audience is getting a taste of that this season. But, I mean, you see it last week, a chance to put away the game. It's second and nine. The Rams have one timeout. And what are the Lions doing? Not leaning on that rushing attack that's helped them get this far. They're leaning on Jared Goff and Amon Ross St. Brown to make a timing connection, and that's exactly what happened. And I'll say this about Laporta. Three and a half after he played most of the snaps inside last week, He's going to be right up there with St. Brown as a focal point in this attack. I mean, he proved that he could handle it. He proved he could play through the pain. I mean, it's St. Brown, Laporta. You got Josh Reynolds playing the way he is. And, I mean, Jamison Williams, this was a – he caught a big touchdown pass against this Bucks defense, too. So, they got to they gotta make sure for him because uh, J-Mo has continued to get more comfortable, to be a better part – to be a better all-around receiver for this offense. I mean, the stats aren't showing it. But when he's on the field, he's been just better every single game out. They can lean on him, but St. Brown and Goff, I mean, there's there's no reason St. Brown shouldn't see 15, 16, 17 targets in this game because he is, when he's the focal point of this offense, they're at their best. Patrick, that, just to build, that, yeah, I'm sorry, 39 catches, 562 yards, and four touchdowns for Amon Ross St. Brown in the last five games, including the playoffs. Yeah, he's been awesome. Ben, yeah. quickly a prediction, then I have a follow-up for you. Can you give me a prediction on this game on Sunday? 
Yeah, yeah. I actually just filed my official prediction. You know, I'm taking the Lions and I'm taking them by two scores. I think I did 23 to 10, you know, a little more scoring, not a ton more scoring, but I do think the Lions control this game by two scores. And I do think you'll see a ton of David Montgomery in the second half. Lions in the under. Okay, Ben, we have two minutes, and I want you to explain to the audience, because I have I have friends that cover the Lions, and the Patricia era was, well, it was something, Ben, as you know. What's the difference in covering Dan Campbell? Give us an idea of his personality. It's like dealing with a human being versus not dealing with a human being. I mean, seriously, <laughs> it's as easy as that. From, from, from setting our media schedule to having a locker room full of players that aren't taught to treat us like the enemy to, I mean, I'll just say this, Dan Campbell is like incapable of lying. Even when he's in front of all of us on a daily basis at press conferences, he does, he does his absolute best to give you an answer to everything you ask him. But honestly, it's that first point I made. It's a human. It's, it's a former player who understands what these guys are going through, but it's also a coach who learned under Bill Parcells, who learned under Sean Payton, who has used those experiences to be just like, I mean, honestly, I've worked on the news side of journalism for five years. I've been on the Lions beat for five years now. This is the most genuine person I've ever dealt with in any field. I, I, it's unbelievable. Wow. The same when we get to talk to Brad Holmes, it's the same too. But Dan Campbell, that, that, that's that is the definition of a player's coach, and he's proven to be so much more than the meathead label he got in year one. Because the guy, in my opinion, is an offensive mastermind just waiting in the grass. You know, I mean, before Ben Johnson took over play calling, it was Dan Campbell to unlock that passing attack. It was Dan Campbell to get more out of Jared Goff. I mean, shoot, he has used aggressiveness to take this team to the next level. They go for it on fourth down more than anybody, and that's because he believes in his pieces, and he believes that going for it on fourth down increases your probability of winning. So he, he is analytical. He's old school. He's a meathead. He's a player's coach. He's all of those things in one, and it's real. It's not just coach speak. I mean, that is who he really is, and it's just you feel it. You feel it every day on that beat. What a spot. Ben Raven, take a bow. That is about as illustrative as it gets. And thank you very much for that. And I feel a kinship with you, all of our friends and family back in Michigan. Uh, enjoy it, Ben. And I'll be reading you over at MLive, okay? Thank you. Thank you guys so much. You guys hit me up anytime. Love doing these shows. Thank you. We will for sure. I'm prideful of that dude, and I don't even know him. Look at him, a Michigander, doing his thing. Benjamin S. Raven on Twitter. We'll come back. We'll go to Buffalo, Jeremy White. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sharp Money presented by DraftKings, VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm all shot, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher. We welcome you back quickly. It looks like the Raiders are finalizing a deal to make Antonio Pierce their next head coach. We'll have more news on that as we progress here. We just went to Detroit. We're now going to head to Buffalo. The Jeremy and Joe Show. Jeremy White's going to join us. WGR 550 Sports Radio host. Morning, 6 to 10 a.m. My goodness, that's four hours very early, so we appreciate jeremy coming on at jeremy wgr thank you jeremy and we'll start here uh let's just start with the weather always important in buffalo what's it gonna be uh it'll be cold but non-factor you know the kind of thing where we've had a lot of snow in the last uh seven to ten days 
But just like last week, it won't actually affect the game, which is, of course, the most important part of all this. The Bills have people shoveling the stadium out right now and for days and days and days uh, because we got dumped on. But for the game, it'll be just fine. Jeremy, your assessment on the change from Ken Dorsey to Joe Brady and how it's impacted this team? A couple things are different. The Bills now use a lot more motion. The Bills under Ken Dorsey were one of the teams in the league that used the least amount of motion. And it kind of looked like other teams could figure them out a little bit. They ran concepts and they looked a little more predictable. That's number one. Number two is James Cook has become more involved. The running back, second year running back, who's a pass catching back. We've seen him used uh, out wide. We've seen him running up the seam, down the field, a pass catching back, something they drafted him for that never really materialized under, under Ken Dorsey. And the third thing is that I made a comparison about this maybe this week or last about how Joe Brady is a better caddy for Josh Allen right now, like a golfing analogy here, because the, the voice in his head, maybe Allen had too many voices in his head because he was trying to decide if he needed to be aggressive or be conservative, if he was going to slide when he ran, how often should he run? Should he protect himself? And it just looked like Allen was not exactly playing with the freestyle that he normally does. And now, as evidenced by that 52-yard touchdown run, we ran through contact and just kept going. Like Joe Brady has kind of brought out the freer Josh Allen, and that has led to good things as well. Jeremy White, WGR 550, joining us here, Sharp Money. We're talking Chiefs Bills. The Bills right now, two and a half point favorite, 45 and a half. You heard Jeremy, the weather's going to be fine. It's not going to play into it. Let's talk general. Let's talk pressure. Jeremy, tell us from the fans' perspective. Again, the nemesis, the Chiefs coming to your barn there. And then also McDermott. Obviously, McDermott saves his job with the Steelers' win, but is there pressure on Sean McDermott? I don't think so. I don't think there's any chance. He is coaching for his job. I don't think he was coaching for his job for the Steeler game or even down the stretch of the season. The owners are very, very happy with what Sean McDermott has done. Pressure. Yeah, there's pressure on McDermott. You know, as you lay out the Chiefs as the Bills' nemesis, the reality is that the way that Bills fans talk about the Bills, some of them think the nemesis is the coach, that he's made some big, (laughs) big mistakes and big moments. So overcoming that and getting to the top of the mountain would make you forget about all that stuff. But the other thing about the Bills that's different for the Chiefs, for example, in a game like this is Josh Allen's trying to do something that no one's ever done, which is win a Super Bowl in Buffalo. And the Chiefs, they've got Super Bowls. The Ravens have Super Bowls, right? You've got a lot of these franchises that it's not like the fan base lives and dies for that first one. It's Buffalo, Detroit, and Houston that are living that life. So for Bills fans, you know, the franchise identity for a long time was going to four straight and never winning one. And now they're back. They're relevant. They're good. So there's no doubt in my mind that the most pressure is on Josh Allen because fans love him. It's not if they fall short, they'll be mad, but it'll feel like another year wasted, a year gone by. And to have a quarterback this good, they should win one. That's what Bills fans feel like is that we should win one at some point with Josh Allen. And here we are, you know, three games away from doing that. And they've got to clear this major hurdle in Kansas City. Jeremy, we just spoke to Ben Raven of MLife talking about MLive, excuse me.com about what it would be like for Detroit and the success that they've had so far in this postseason. Quantify for people what it would be like in Western New York, not just Buffalo, but some of the surrounding cities if the Buffalo Bills were somehow to get to Vegas and win it all. And based on the run they had with Jim Kelly and Marv Levy and some of the other greats. I mean, it's impossible to imagine. Armageddon. <laughs> it would just be, it would be, it, it's, 
it's the kind of thing, it's almost hard to envision what it would be like because the people here care so, so much. And that's just, that's been true through the drought. There was a 17-year playoff drought where that's where Bill's Mafia was born. The idea of fans showing up and showing out for these teams that were hopeless and quarterbacked by guys we liked but we knew weren't good enough. And there was a lot of that. Players were, were loved here. And there's a special relationship between the team and the city. There's a lot of college town feel to it. And it's taken a leap now to be not a, no, no longer a cute story, but now a place that star players and studs will come and play and get that feeling. So uh, what would it be like? I can't imagine anywhere else would be more excited to do it. And I know, I'm sure Detroit would have parades and Houston would have parades. It's just not the same. This place is unlike any other in that regard. Jeremy, the 52-yard run by Allen, what was the reaction? And, like, is so many highlight plays in his career that might be the best reaction there? And then let's talk about Allen and his use of his legs against the Chiefs on Sunday. Well, when that play happened, I was at the game with my, my family. My father-in-law turns around. He's been watching this team for, you know, 40, 50 years. He says to me, He's the best player we've ever had. And they're Hall of Famers that have gone through Buffalo. You know, Jim Kelly, Bruce Smith, uh, Thurman Thomas, Andre Reid. And he's watched them all. And after that 52-yard run, it's like it's another highlight play for Josh Allen, another moment where he just drops your jaw. So uh, best player the Bills have ever had. And I don't know that that's wrong. I think that might be right. On using his legs against the Chiefs, it's something they've done before. Two years ago, they went into Kansas City and they won a regular season game somewhat early in the year. And they did it with QB power. A lot of designed run plays where they would get Allen in the shotgun and kind of like Wildcat, but you do run it with your starting quarterback. And they ran it very effectively. Allen jumped over a couple of defensive backs. They've gone into Arrowhead three times in a row in the regular season and beaten the Chiefs all three times. So I would fully anticipate Allen uses his legs, extends plays, makes big plays on scrambles, but designed runs could be in the mix as well. They started their own version of the tush push, which is eh, not quite as reliable as the Eagles version of it is, but it's pretty good. Um, so I'd fully expect Allen to, to have a day on the ground running the football. Cause when it gets down to this time of year, crunch time, do or die, you can't, you can't rein him in. A lot of the season has been about how much to let him go versus rein him in. And throughout the year, it felt like a battle for the soul of Josh Allen. And once you get to this time of year, like nobody bothers trying to hold him back because he's going to die out there trying to win this game. Jeremy, it's been 12 consecutive games since Stephon Diggs has gone over 100 yards. What has happened to him from an offensive standpoint? A little bit of a diversification of what they do. Uh, Dalton Kincaid's gotten more involved in the offense. And slot receiver Khalil Shakir, second-year guy, has made some big plays as well. He's a part of the offense. It's probably James Cook that's the number one thing, though, taking away from Stephon Diggs. They run more. They run more frequently. They run more often in um, neutral situations where they used to be a very pass-heavy team. They've come off that a little bit. So fewer balls to be thrown. He and Allen have just flat-out missed each other a few times. There have been four or five times where Stephon Diggs has opened down the field for a big, huge game. Touchdowns, 50-yarders, 70-yarders. And they're just missing by a yard or two. So it's not like they're not targeting him. They are definitely still targeting him. The efficiency has just dropped considerably. And the ball ends up sometimes going somewhere else. 
Okay, Jeremy, prediction time. We got three minutes, so plenty of time if you want to spread out here. The number right now, the Bills laying two and a half and 45 and a half on the total. I'm sure you've talked about it all week on WGR. What's your prediction? Well, I predict predict the score is probably a little low. You know, the, the divisional game two years ago that was one of the best games ever played, it's kind of inflated our idea of what what these two teams are and the last two games have been 20 to 17 and 24 to 20 so i think these numbers will stay in the 20s these offenses are not the versions of themselves that they were back then you know for the chiefs they had hill and kelsey for the bills they had Diggs and uh, emmanuel sanders and cole beasley or john brown like they, they were just better in the passing game and the bills are not quite as good a passing team as they were before so I think these defenses are good. I think it's low-ish scoring, high stress. And, you know, here in Buffalo, we're kind of – we wouldn't ask for anything else. They've, those fans have wanted to get Patrick Mahomes here forever. He has never played a game in this stadium with fans in it. He came here one time during COVID, and there were no fans. And the Bills have gone to Arrowhead seven of the last eight times these two teams have played. So just having this game here has been a goal and a box to check forever. So – I think low scoring, I think close, and I mean, I can't let myself pick anything but the Bills because it's just, it, they have to do it. They have to get it done. This is, this is two years in the making for what happened when they lost in Kansas City in the divisional round in a game that changed the overtime rules for football. They changed the rules after that game, and, you know, if, if we go to overtime, it's a new set of rules because of the last time these two teams went to overtime in the playoffs. So, Bills win. Close game in the 20s for both. That's a radio pro building up <laughs> to give you the score. Hey, just quickly, morning 6 to 10, the Jeremy and Joe show, WGR 550 there in Buffalo. What time does the alarm go off? Uh, you know, 5 or so. I don't have a very long drive in, so. Oh, okay. Right. And I've been, uh, so, yeah, yeah. And I've been in the mornings for Joe's, uh, Joe's new guys joined me. Does great. I, I, I was with Howard for a long time, for about 18 years, so. A lot of mornings, a lot of early mornings, and at this point, you know, once you get start getting up that early in your life, you can't stop. So even on off days, I'm up at 6 a.m., so, <laughs> so I don't even really so need J- an alarm. It's just there as a fail-safe. J- Jeremy wears pajamas to work. There's no doubt. Okay, Jeremy, hey, enjoy it. No Stay warm. Me, you know? Look, <laughs> looking forward to the game. Thanks, Jeremy. Appreciate you. All right. Thank you. All right. As a radio pro, you can tell with the boys, too. And the way he built up the prediction yeah. there with the last question. All right, boys, when we come back, little Dan Campbell for you. little retrospective. You just heard um, Dustin got emotional when our previous guest was given the breakdown of Dan Campbell. We'll talk Lions Bucks next. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. VSIN.com, we're proud of this one, and it's being met with awesome reviews. Brand new paint job over at VSIN.com, a fresh look, enhanced navigation. Now, the most important part, we're constantly staring at our phones, and what we've tried to do is curtail this as a mobile first focus website. That is awesome. You're going to love it. Improved functionality, expanded educational content. You want the information quick. That matters in sports betting. The new website will deliver that. Check it out. I think you're going to like it. vcin.com. We got you back here. Sharp Money. I'm Patrick Maher. I'm all Shaw. Dustin Sweetelson. Mike Samich. vcin host. Professional better joins us here on the show as he does on Fridays. Football and Samich Friday. Why not? Let's get into the prop market, boys. And I'm going to start here. When you're looking at quarterbacks and you're betting them attempts, you're betting them completions, you're betting them yard you're looking for the most part you're looking for Baker Mayfield let's be honest because he should be playing from behind and it's a team that doesn't run the football well and when they're behind they're going to abandon the run 253 and a half up to 257 and a half on pass yards maybe Dustin you can do me a favor quickly and just get an updated number at DraftKings on Baker Mayfield passing yards Samich I'm going to go over there because the assumption is the Bucks are going to be playing from behind he's not going to be pulled Obviously, this is the divisional round, so he's going to keep chucking it. They can't run the football. The Lions, second best team at stopping the run across the league. He will throw the ball at least 35 times. He's going to get over this 253 and a half up to 257 and a half. Uh, Dustin, you got a number for me? That number's gone. What number we have now? 258. 258? Go go over it. He's going to be throwing the ball, chucking it all over Ford Field. Samich, you okay with that? I am. I'm, I haven't bet that prop yet, but I think the uh, the handicap is is completely accurate here. The one concern is that even though Tampa can't run the ball, they still seem to try and run the ball every single game. They're relentless in their effort to run it, although it's not a very efficient run. Uh, but yeah, I look, I think this is to me, you asked the three dogs. This is the least likely dog that's going to win. I think Detroit's going to absolutely take care of business. You look at like last year, you had that Giants Vikings game where everyone knew they weren't good teams. Then the Giants uh, went to Philadelphia and got absolutely demolished by the Eagles. I think there's a pretty good comp there to this year where you saw the Eagles take on the Bucks, and we're like, hey, these aren't two very good teams. Now the winner goes and takes on the Lions, who I think is a good team. So I, I think the Lions absolutely stomp them here, which means Baker's going to have to throw the football quite a bit. And you've got a good receiving court and a bad defense for the Lions, specifically in the secondary. So I do think that uh, looking at Baker's overs makes sense. I wouldn't touch him under. I will say this about props, too, and I wrote this in my article over on vcin.com yesterday. If you're betting overs, 
bet them as soon as possible. Once you analyze or decide that that's the handicap that you want to look at, you've got to get them in all of these totals from a over perspective for these Island games, playoff games, you're just going to see those totals go up. Rarely do you see a player's receiving prop, rushing prop, passing prop go down. So you got to get those in as soon as possible. And if you're looking for unders, wait until game day, because you're going to get a better number to go under. The best example of that is when I played it, it was 253 and a half. As the big guy just said, DraftKings 258 now on the pass yards. Let's stick with you in the same game here. Amon Ross St. Brown, you're going to go over his receiving yards. And you also have a prop over 100 yards receiving for Ross St. Brown. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to trust him again. We went with him last week. His total was sitting at 88 and a half. This week, we're sitting at 91 and a half. When these two teams played earlier in the year, the Tampa Bay defense was able to stop this Detroit run game. They only averaged 1.8 yards a carry. It forced Goff to go to the air. And when he did, he found St. Brown frequently. He ended up with 124 yards in that game. We've seen Amon Ross St. Brown go for over 100 yards in four of the last five games. I understand they're going to try and roll coverage. But when you play the defense that, that Tampa plays, which is a blitz happy defense, and you've got a guy like Amon Ross St. Brown who's very good against man coverage and someone that Goff is going to specifically be looking for because Laporta's still banged up heading into this game, I think it really sets up well for St. Brown to have yet another big game for them. So I played the over 91 and a half, played over 100 yards. That's sitting at plus 110 over at DraftKings.com. And I went as high as 120 yards. That's sitting at plus 230 right now at DraftKings. Okay, little ladder there from Mike Samich. Big guy, props for the weekend. Let's go. Yeah, and Mike's dead on about the movement. Uh, I, I wanted to bet Sam Laporta the other day, 34 and a half over receiving yards. It's up to 42 this morning. I bet it at 42 because I still like it. And I think the, the line move on him indicates that he is healthy. That he's Usage is going to go. be up. You're 100 yeah. percent right. So you, you I'm okay it. with that in this regard. But a lot of times, I think you got to bet them Wednesday afternoon, Wednesday morning when these things first drop. Uh, when you look at how Tampa Bay's defended tight ends recently, since week 14, they're averaging 5.83 receptions to tight end ones per game, 55.16 yards. Laporta's number at 42 and a half still feels a little bit low based on how he he's used in the offense. I like him to go over 42 and a half receiving yards in this game. And I'll also give you another one for the Lions. Jameer Gibbs, over 23 and a half receiving yards. I think that number is just a little bit low. Tampa Bay allows the sixth most receiving yards to running backs. He went four for 43 against the Rams a week ago. With his speed on the outside, with those older linebackers kind of for Tampa Bay, I, I think he just needs one or two to go, get to 24 yards for us. Okay. Uh, I wanted to just throw one in and it was October 15th. Remember they went to Tampa and there was a specific play call. I'm going to see if he had a catch outside of this, but Jamison Williams against I, Tampa caught a bomb. Yeah. Okay. So I went over at DraftKings longest touchdown, longest reception. Part of me at JMO plus two fifty, two and a half to one. Like they literally ran a play for him in Tampa, and it was a bomb. That's what he does. He goes, and I expect that to be part of the package for the Lions again. Go ahead. Big so uh, he's a player I am considering adding also for receiving 
receiving yards just because, again, with his speed, he can take one or two so far. Uh, when you look at that Tampa Bay secondary, I don't think they can handle what Detroit's going to throw at them across the board in the passing attack. It's just a lot. You have Amon Ross St. Brown, who's going to get fed a ton. You have Laporta over the middle. Uh, Josh Reynolds and Goff's connection is at an all-time high. Like I just think there's so many mouths to feed, and I think a lot of them are going to eat with Williams. The reason why you like betting on a guy like that, if you go for the yards versus the receptions, I mean, you just mentioned it. He took one to the house versus Tampa. Absolutely capable of doing it every time he touches the ball. Beautiful. Okay, Amal, I know you got to get to, unfortunately, the dentist, which is not great. He wasn't lying about the gum graph earlier. <laughs> not, not looking for, I would imagine you're not looking forward to that, but we got a few minutes. So before we say goodbye, is there anything on the board this weekend you'd like to play? Uh, game. Uh, I'm playing Buffalo minus two and a half against the uh, Chiefs in this game. I like the Bills in this particular spot. And then I like Detroit at home, guys. I think the fact that they got the first game under the belt, I know it was an emotional game, Patrick. We talked about it earlier, but I think it's a good opportunity. I don't know if you genuinely could get a better opponent than a team like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in a divisional home game than the Lions got. You talk about the perfect opportunity to get to the conference championship game. A team that doesn't defend the pass well is not going to run the ball against your run defense. This is an ideal spot for Detroit. Yeah, I don't disagree. It's the one dome game as well. You're looking not the biggest total, although it shouldn't have much of an impact with the highest total on the board on Saturday, Green Bay, San Francisco, Samich, 50 and a half, uh, 49 and a half. You got to be careful with these. Now, remember, it looked like the Rams and Lions were going to soar on Sunday night over the total and the breaks went on in the second half scoring wise. Yeah, they did. I mean, it, it looked like that was going to go crazy. It go, total got bet all the way up to 53 in that game. And we saw just a plethora of points there in the first half. I think it was like 35 points in the first half, somehow just nine points in the second with a bunch of field goals. My biggest concern about this total, like I missed the best number on, on the Bucks and the uh, and the Lions. It opened at 46 and a half, got bet up pretty quickly to 48 and a half. You got to remember 47, 48, both key numbers with totals. So if you miss the 46 and a half, it gets a little a little more difficult to play it there. 48, 48 and a half, 49 because you cost yourself some key numbers. I don't trust this one's going to fly over. I have some serious concerns about this Buccaneers offense. I, you go back to the Carolina game where they had to win to win the division. They looked atrocious in that game on offense. Mustard yes. just nine points on three field goals. I, like, look, the Eagles were broken. I, we always talk about just don't overreact to some of these playoff games. I wouldn't overreact to the Buccaneers just stomping the Eagles because that Eagles team was an absolute train wreck. We saw an article come out the day of the game that was pretty much the post the, the post-mortem on their season. Everyone in, in Philadelphia kind of expected this down effort from them, and that's exactly what we got down there. So I would pump the brakes for anyone who loves the, the Tampa Bay Bucks offense or loves the Bucks coming out of that Eagles game because I don't think you should take too much away from it because the Philadelphia Eagles were more broken than the Bucks were, were playing well there. Well, that's Amal's point about the Bucs being a great matchup for the Lions. Uh, this should be a layup for the Lions. If you watch the Bucs down in Carolina, Carolina literally just was, wanted to go on vacation. The Bucs couldn't do anything. Now, Carolina didn't score. It was 9 nothing. But the Bucs offense with a banged-up Baker could get nothing going against Carolina's defense. So just as a warning. 
Okay, Amal, good luck with the dentist. I, I don't, I don't envy you <laughs> at all. So Amal is going to take off for the week, and then we'll see him on Monday when we return back to the props. And also, of course, on a Friday, we like to run the board quickly. Big guy on the 49 and a half. Again, it's not the best of it. 46, 46 and a half on the opener. A thought on Bucks Lions total? Uh, over because there's a chance Detroit gets you to about 40. Okay, so team total. Maybe focus on the team total. We continue with the divisional matchups coming up next here. Sharp Money. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.